If you are all about weddings, want to know how to make a wedding amazing, or just love wedding stories, then this is the podcast for you. My name is April Kelly, and on this show, we chat with couples, and they share stories about how they met, what the proposal was like, how they planned their wedding, and how it went. We also talk with professionals who have been to thousands of weddings, sharing their successes and challenges and amazing advice to help you elevate your own wedding and fill you with so many ideas that you can take and make your own. What is it that will make your wedding special? How can you be helpful for someone else's wedding? Or come here for the funny stories and nightmares that people have lived through during wedding plans. My name is April Kelly, and this is Wedding Amazing. We have an amazing show for you today. We have Eva Gerapatridis, who is a highly requested makeup artist in the tri-state area that also does destination weddings. She has the best products. She is so experienced. She has done makeup for thousands and thousands of brides. She is absolutely amazing, and that's why I'm having her on the show today, because we're going to talk about, does your makeup artist do these three very important things? You need to have a professional makeup artist that specializes in weddings, that knows the color, and knows just how to make you look your absolute best on your wedding day. So let's talk with Eva today. Eva, thank you so much for being here on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're so welcome. I'm excited to talk to you too because there's a lot of trends going on in makeup nowadays. I know the eyebrows and the colors and so much. It's so much fun to be a makeup artist, isn't it? Absolutely. You you get to be creative. You get to make friendships. You get to meet all types of people. It's really a great job. (laughs) Yeah, and you work so close with brides on the best day of their lives, so I can really appreciate that. That's one thing I love about my job is I'm there on the best day of somebody's life making it even better, so what a thrill. So let's talk about the three things that our brides really need to look for because the fact of the matter is everybody does their own makeup and everybody looks pretty for the day, but wedding makeup is a whole nother thing. Making sure that the colors are right against a white dress or ivory dress or whatever color dress you have is so key. Not putting SPF in your makeup so you don't have the shine. These things are so important. So we're going to take it from the top, these three things that your makeup professional should know. So let's start with the first thing, which is making sure that everything's on time. This is so key. You're getting married. It's a very, very long day. You can't have your makeup artist show up and have 15 minutes to do your makeup for a whole bridal party of 10 girls. So let's talk about the timing there. What is the magic in that, Eva? Being in touch with your photographer is crucial. When you book your photographer, initially you'll sit with them and you'll kind of do a rough draft of, I think I want to be ready by this time. I think I want a first look at this time. I think I want to cut my cake at this time. And you'll kind of get ballpark ideas. But once you solidify that, you have to make sure you relay that to your makeup and hairdresser for a couple of reasons. One, If your ceremony, for example, is at two o'clock, you are going to most likely have to be ready by 12. Now, if you weren't relying on the photographer and you were doing the timeline yourself, you would probably think, well, two o'clock I have until about 1.30 to be ready. But in reality, those two hours is really when all of the staging of the pictures happens when you're getting into your dress. It all takes a lot more time than you think because it is going to be a professional picture the photographer does a lot of staging. You might think it takes 10 minutes to get into the dress, but in reality, it could take almost 45 minutes because you're pretending to button the dress, you're pretending to look over your shoulder and things like that. So you have to make sure you have that timeline from your photographer and that you relay it to your hair and makeup because the photographer will specify what time they want hair and makeup finished by in order for their day to run smoothly. So you have to abide by their timeline to know what time you need to start. Yes. So timing is just really, really crucial. 
even if you want to give your hair and makeup team the photographer's information, they should be willing to reach out personally just so everyone's on the same page because there's a stigma that hair and makeup is what will make your day run late, mm-hmm. which in reality, if you have the right team, they actually are going to be the people that make sure that it runs smoothly. So just make sure you're on the same page with your photographer and your hair and makeup team so they know what time to start in order to be finished by the time that you have to be done for the photographer. Yeah. And one of the things that I know people rave about you is when you're doing that timing, you have a way of letting the photographer take the pictures and the bride looks good all the time. Now that was the bride is not in rollers with her makeup done. The bride's hair is done while the makeup's done. Talk a little about that because I have seen some pictures where the bride's in rollers and getting her makeup done and that doesn't look anywhere near as good as her hair's done and she's getting her makeup done when that picture's done. Is that staged or is that really how you do it? That's usually actually a preference on the photographer's end. Um, Mm -hmm. Some photographers like to have that raw shot of, you know, the bride with the curlers in her hair and it looks like it wasn't really planned when in reality that's still staged. Mm -hmm. I believe that's a conversation the photographer probably has with the bride prior. Okay. However, much as the photographer might want to have those pictures, they'll always also take stage pictures without the curlers. So if you see the picture with the curlers, that's one thing. As long as they also have makeup pictures when they're totally done, mm-hmm. then the, the curlers are okay. But if the only shots the bride has of her makeup getting done is with the curlers, that's not something I love. I love those beautiful stage shots with the hair done, the makeup done, with the lip brush up to the mouth. Yeah, I think they're a little bit... They're a little more like timeless, I I would say. Yeah, I do agree. And I love those pictures. So that's important for the brides to kind of navigate and have a conversation with their photographers and the makeup artists and the hairstylist as well, because this is where we are talking about the timing. This is why we put this in the podcast is so important. And the reason why it's number one, timing is everything. It takes a lot of time to do the hair, the makeup, the pictures. So always making sure you have more than enough time and you communicate with all those professionals, who's going to be where and when it's going to be done is everything. You don't want to have a big problem on your wedding day that you have an hour left to go and you have 10 girls to get makeup and hair and there's no time because that really just bunches up your wedding and creates stress from the beginning. So again, that's why having a professional who does this all the time, makes these timelines all the time and speaks with photographers all the time to really be able to do it well. So let's talk about number two. This is so important too, because myself as a woman, you know, we're all about the products and the best products, uh, the best makeup that stays all day. So this is number two of the three things your makeup artist should be doing is they should have the best product. So talk about that, Eva. So you definitely want to make sure your makeup artist is fully loaded with a good, clean, nice kit. So first, brushes are definitely the most important. High quality brushes are key to applying makeup. You can have drugstore makeup, but if you have a drugstore brush, it just won't work. It's just not the same. When you're purchasing a makeup kit, I always say your biggest investment should be your brushes because those are your tools. So you want to make sure that your artist has a nice set of brushes and you want to make sure that her set of brushes are very clean. Sanitation is extremely important. No one wants a dirty brush on their face. So definitely look out for a nice clean set of brushes. As far as makeup, This varies. People will look at drugstore and think it's not good makeup and only think high-end brands are the good makeup. But in reality, a lot of those higher-end brands own those small brands. So you just have to make sure that there's a little bit of a balance. If it's all drugstore, 
you might want to, you know, reconsider, you might want to kind of ask a lot of questions and see why maybe the artist prefers that. If they have a reason for it, then that's great. If it works for them and they can get the job done and produce the look you want, that's fine. I always say there's certain things from certain brands that are great. So I have a mix of certain things like from the drugstore, but I do have, I would say 85% of my kit which is a little more on the higher end side. Not to knock drugstore makeup though, there are a lot of amazing products from the drugstore. So you just wanna make sure that if it is all drugstore products or if it is products that kind of look like they're old or not clean, like you just have to keep an eye on that kit and make sure it's clean. The products look usable, the brushes look clean, they look like they're good quality because you have to remember these things are all going on your face. Yeah. So definitely a nice presented kit is a very important step in the makeup application. Yeah, because if somebody shows up and they're clean, they're putting clean things on your face, you certainly don't want makeup products from the last 1,500 brides on your face. So (laughs) yeah, definitely take a look at those brushes and that's good. So when you have your makeup trial with your makeup artist, that's something that will become obvious to you if she's putting a brush on your face that's dirty. And it is a warning sign. And don't feel bad about saying, hey, you know, I don't want to go through with this because you don't need, um, you know, bacteria and things like that on your face. Picking the right professionals, everything. So that brings us, what a great segue to number three. (laughs) (laughs) Number three is make sure you have a professional that does weddings for a specialty. Weddings are a whole nother thing. Bride is wearing white you're outdoors, you're indoors, it's a long day, you need makeup that's going to look great during the day into the evening. So having a makeup professional that really knows this business is everything. So Eva, talk to us a little bit about that. What does that look like to the average bride to know that this person is a professional makeup artist compared to the neighbor who does a really great job doing makeup? (laughs) Yeah, so you definitely want to make sure that all of your vendors for your wedding are professional wedding vendors. You can be someone that does photography as a hobby and you spent a lot of money on a really nice camera and call yourself a photographer. You can be someone that does YouTube videos that does their makeup every day on themselves and call them yourself a wedding makeup artist. You have to really do your research. Nowadays, because of social media and everything, everyone is a professional makeup artists, they're a professional florist, or, you know, everyone calls themselves a professional because there's really no, you can't really prove them wrong. So you definitely want to make sure whoever you are using for your wedding, whether it's makeup, hair, photography, um, that they're a professional. And what you want to look for are reviews, first and foremost. If they are a professional vendor, they typically will have a website or some type of social media where previous clients would be able to leave a review. If there aren't any reviews, it kind of brings up a question of, have they actually done this before? Um, Are they good at what they're doing? Because there aren't any reviews. You also want to consider referrals. If you're putting a post up, let's say on Facebook, and someone's asking, hey, I need a makeup artist. Does anyone know anyone? If you're seeing the same company being tagged over and over, then you know that company is legit. Yeah. So definitely referrals. And last but not least, you definitely want to make sure that you're hiring a wedding vendor or wedding makeup artist that is passionate about what they're doing. You have to realize when you're in the wedding industry, you're giving your weekends up. So you have to make sure that you're hiring someone that is passionate about what they're doing, that rain, snow, whether there's a really fun event they could be at that night before that they would rather go to than wake up and do the wedding in the morning. Mm -hmm. You, You know, you have to make sure that you're hiring someone with passion that 
all those things don't matter. They will yeah. be showing up the day of your wedding. Yeah, because they can't um, wait to do it. They love it so much. And that's really everything. I am such a big advocate for that. I say the number one thing when you're looking for a professional for your wedding is look for somebody that loves what they do. Because when somebody loves what they do, they take a lot of pride in it and they want to do an amazing job. And that just translates success to every single client. And it even speaks for if somebody's like, not great at what they do, but they love what they do, they'll do a better job than somebody that is great at what they do, but hates it. You right. know, that shows up with the wrong attitude, really rushes through the job. You know, they do a great job, but they're just no fun to be around. That's not good. On your wedding day, you really have to find somebody with a great personality that makes you feel comfortable, makes you feel beautiful so that you come out of your skin on your wedding day. You don't want somebody to stifle you in any way. So again, somebody with passion for it, that caring and also that love for the job is everything. So that's the three things. The three things your makeup artist should be doing is making sure that the timing is right. Two, making sure that the products are amazing and they're going to work great for you. Great brushes, starting with an amazing clean kit. And number three is finding somebody that is a professional in the field and has done this a thousand times. Having somebody that's experienced. So if they get to your house and maybe something's changed about your face or you have a pimple, they know what to do about that. That's, you're not throwing them a curveball. You're simply throwing them something that they've done a thousand times on a thousand of other people and they will help you navigate. So with all that, let's dig a little deeper into this today and talk about the trends. Like I have to talk about this eyebrow trend. What are you doing with this eyebrow trend? See, what worries me with weddings is when the brides get trendy and 20 years from now, they look at their wedding photos and those eyebrows are not in style anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, how do you navigate that for the brides? Like, what are you doing with the trends with makeup? Okay. So there definitely are a lot of hot trends right now with makeup and you know, everyone looks at Pinterest and Instagram for their inspiration for the most part. And that's where you're seeing it all. So when a client sits in my chair and they show me what we call the Instagram brow, or they show me, you know, the wing liner that's out to the side of their forehead, I always have the same conversation with them. And I tell them, listen, you exactly what you said, April, you are going to look at these pictures in 20 years. You want them to be timeless. You don't want a wing liner out to the side of your head. And then when you look at the pictures years from now, you're going to be like, what the heck is that thing coming out of my eye? Unless, and I, I guess just to interrupt here, unless they always wear that wing eye all the time, exactly. every day, and that's who they are. Exactly. Right. Unless you are always doing that, the wedding day is not the day to try all these new things. You want to look like a better version of yourself. You don't want to look like Typically, you don't want to look like a completely different person. Same thing with the brows. Brows are the first thing that someone sees when they look at your face. So if you're changing them drastically, people are going to notice and all they're going to notice are your eyebrows the day of your wedding. You don't want to be the bride that everyone's talking about. Oh my God, did you see her brows at the wedding? Because they were like way too intense. So you want to make sure your brows look nice. They're shaped nicely for your face you know, add a little more fill where you normally wouldn't just to shape them up. But you definitely don't want to have this, what we call the Sharpie marker Instagram brow. Yeah. If you don't normally do it. Right. Some girls have bigger features. They have dark features. They could pull that brow off beautifully. But if you're someone that doesn't normally do it, I definitely don't recommend doing that the day of your wedding. Because like I said, you just want to look like a better version of yourself. Yeah. And you don't want to, just like Eva said, you don't want to try the trend on your wedding day. 
You want to be you and elevate who you are and just make yourself look amazing and better. And hey, look, every bride's different. Maybe you're going to have a bride that wants to go and have a peacock eye, you know, with all different kinds <laughs> of colors on her wedding. I saw that once. You know, everybody's different. So brides, definitely be you, but definitely take this advice too on your wedding day. Don't go too crazy. And also we should add here, like I know we're talking about makeup, but we should just as an aside, like don't try Botox, you know, the week before right. your wedding. Don't try fillers the week before your wedding because that's going to affect how your makeup goes. You have a makeup trial three months before then you get Botox and filler and then on your wedding day a lot will be different however the right makeup artist will still contour you and the right makeup artist will know exactly how to make that happen against all circumstances and again another reason why you have to have a professional that has worked with um, all different things let's talk about color correcting tattoos color correcting acne what do brides do when they have these challenges on their wedding day is it something you can help them with? Yes, absolutely. So at the trial, usually we'll talk about the skincare routine leading up to the wedding day. So if I feel that someone is really dry at the trial, I'll you know make some suggestions on exfoliating and what moisturizers to use so we can prep the skin as great as we can prior to the wedding. Obviously, the day comes, you're stressed out. The day before, pimple pops up. There's nothing you can do about it. So you have to make sure your artist is prepared to fix anything that may come her way that morning. Yeah. So let's say, for example, you have a raw red acne blemish that comes up. What we like to do is use a green color corrector because the green will cancel out the red. So if you're just plopping concealer over that redness, a regular colored concealer, you're just kind of turning it more like blush pink because it's nude mixing with red. Mm. Whereas if you use the green, the green and the red will cancel each other out and then you cover that green spot, which is a lot easier than to cover the red. Hmm. Another thing that we could color correct is, let's say, dark circles. If you didn't get enough sleep or if, you know, it's just hereditary sometimes, if you have a little darkness under the eye, mm -hmm. what we'll do is take peach color corrector, which will cancel out the darkness, the brown, the gray, and then we brighten on top of that. Big mistake, a lot of girls will just put a skin tone concealer over the brown dark area, which is turning it less brown or a little bit gray. So mm. you have to make sure you're fixing all the color problems first and then putting the normal steps on top. So you definitely want to make sure your makeup artist is skilled in color correcting and knows what color goes where or else you can have a big problem yeah. <laughs> if, if she's not color correcting the right way. So what about if a bride has a tattoo? Can that be covered up as well? Yes, absolutely. So if you have a tattoo that you want covered, you definitely want to make sure that you're telling your makeup artist that ahead of time. Um, I think a lot of people think it's just like covering a pimple. You just put the concealer over it. One, two, three, it's done. But sometimes it can actually take up to the amount of time it takes to do a full face of makeup, if not longer, depending on the color and the size. So uh, you definitely want to make your makeup artist aware of that tattoo. Maybe send them a picture just because color correcting the face isn't the same as color correcting a tattoo. That's a whole different type of makeup mm. and a whole different you know, style of doing it. So you can't assume that your artist will definitely know how to do it. So definitely make sure they know about it so they have the proper tools to be able to cover it that day and so they account for the timing that it's going to take. So what about bags under the eyes? If mom or the bride has bags under their eyes, is that really coverable because it's something that's protruding from the skin or is it something you can cover up with makeup? The makeup cannot change any texture on the face. Right. So if you have a cystic acne pimple, the makeup won't be able to get rid of the bump, but we can get rid of the color. If there's puffiness under the eyes, we can't get rid of the bag, 
but we can help, you know, diminish the color to make it less visible. And then, so what do you do when somebody has bags? Is that something that you color correct or it's just a shading issue? Like, how do you make somebody look great when they have bags and they can't get rid of them? I have a product, which is an eye cream that's loaded up with caffeine. So I'll prep them with that. And then I do bring a little eye treatment with me. Um, They're those little eye patches that you put under the eye. They're cold. They say, you know, anything cold will help minimize pores and swelling. So I'll put that on. I'll do the eye cream. And then as far as makeup, typically if there's bags, it comes with a little bit of dryness. So you definitely don't want to go too thick on the concealer trying to cover a bag because it actually will make it worse. So I try to prep the skin as best as I can and then use a little bit of a lighter weight concealer on top. I know that's a lot of issue for mothers of the bride when I talk to them. Oh, I don't look good. I want to get surgery, you know, but I've seen a lot of amazing makeup on older women that looks fantastic. Like the bags disappear just with some shading or some contouring is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So talk a little bit about making everything come together. Like you get this great dress and then you want to put your makeup, you want to have your makeup artist put it on, but you have to make that match. Like if you're having a dress that's very casual, you don't want to have this over the top makeup and you don't want to have very casual makeup with an over top dress. So how do you as a makeup artist make sure that the vibe that you're doing of the makeup matches the vibe of the dress? Do you look at the dress first? How does that all come together? So at the trial, I'll always ask for a picture of the dress. We'll talk about the venue. And since we've done a lot of weddings around this area, I'm pretty familiar with most of the venues here. So if they tell me a certain venue, glam, it's gold, it's rhinestones, it's mirrored. And typically the dress will usually match that venue. The bride will take it upon herself. You know, they usually, the brides will usually do that on their own. Like I'm getting married in a really extravagant place. So I want an extravagant dress. So the two usually come hand in hand. So once I see the dress, we talk about the venue, then that's where kind of the vision of the makeup comes. I don't want to overpower the makeup to be too over the top because too much makeup, too much dress, too much venue, you know, that's, you don't want to go overkill, but you definitely want everything to go smoothly. So if they do have a dress with embellishments and maybe little rhinestones, I'll pop a little shimmer on the eye or a little gloss on the lip. So it all ties together. Now, if a bride is doing the opposite, let's say, and they're just doing more of like a bohemian style dress, even even hair, you have to consider hair too. If they're doing a soft curl, then we're keeping the makeup nice and soft and light just so everything ties together. You don't want one thing to overpower the other. You want it all to go very cohesively and essentially kind of match but not too matchy-matchy, just so it all complements each other. Yeah, that's really so key because I have seen brides in the past where they almost don't have enough makeup on, you know, where they just seem like the evening makeup didn't get done. It was like they did their makeup for the daytime pictures in the church, but that did not translate to the evening. I think that's so important. And then having makeup that's too much so that when you take the pictures, it just looks like a black eye. I've seen that too. So yeah, so having the professional that really knows the difference of creating that vibe for you so that it matches, so that it all goes together, so you just look elevated and amazing and everything goes. So yeah, so tying all that together is key. So Eva, what advice do you have for a nervous bride? She's worried. Maybe she doesn't know what questions to ask. Let's just say she goes online, she finds three makeup artists that she's thinking about hiring. 
And she doesn't know how to proceed from there. And I, I find that a lot of brides get to this point because there's so many professionals out there. You'll have bands to pick from. You'll have photographers to pick from. How do you decide? And we can go back to the beginning of this episode, like making sure that the professional knows time and great products and has a passion for the job. But let's just say all three of them have that. What is your advice for a bride? to make that decision? How does a bride decide on who's right for her? So for me, I think it all comes down to a couple of different things. A, communication. Yeah. I know brides that have booked us solely based on the fact that I've responded within 20 minutes to an email. That's very important because you know, you're usually in communication with your hair and makeup and all of your wedding vendors at least a year in advance. So there's questions you have to ask. There's answers you need immediately. Sometimes let's say you're with the photographer and they need an answer right then and there. You need to know that your makeup artist is willing to communicate and will be available for you when they need you. There are so many things outside of what the vendor typically does, for instance, like makeup that will come into play. So definitely one of the main things when you're selecting your vendors is keeping an eye out for their communication. Did they write back to you within a day? Did they write back to you within 20 minutes? Did they write back to you at all? Communication is key. I know we've been booked before solely on the fact that we responded immediately. A lot of times, you know, brides are shopping around. So they're sending that same email to 40 other vendors and just CCing each other or BCCing each other. So if you're the first one to respond, that shows something. And they will remember that. So you definitely want to make sure that you're keeping an eye out for the communication if it's professional, if the vendor is actually reading your full email, because, you know, sometimes it can be lengthy. Sometimes there's a lot of little details and things like that. So you have to make sure your vendor is actually reading what you're writing, not just sending a canned response and replying in an appropriate amount of time. Yeah. Another thing is definitely the trial. If you are between about two or three people and you've already looked at the reviews, you've already looked at all the things prior to a trial, I would say get a trial with all three if you really, really are loving the three of them. You have to see how they execute. They could look one way on social media, but if you don't look like the girl that you love the makeup on in the picture and your face has different features, you have to make sure that artists can execute on you as well. Yes. If you live in a certain area with a certain demographic and all the girls have the same type of features and things like that, you might be the challenge for this artist if you don't look similar. So I would definitely say have those trials. I know it could be pricey to have a bunch of trials. So you definitely want to try to limit it to two or three of your top favorites. But they say that you think it's expensive to hire a professional, but see, wait to see how expensive it is when you hire an amateur. Yeah. So you want to spend that money initially to make sure that you're getting the right person rather than, oh, I don't know if I want to spend the hundred dollars on the trial, I'll risk it. And then here comes the wedding day and you ha- you're really disappointed. So I would definitely say have the trials and spend that time to really, you know, kind of narrow down who the best fit is for you. Yeah, that's excellent advice. I love that because in the end, when you sit with three different people, you're going to click with one. You're going to feel comfortable with one person more than the other. I think that's everything and all brides should have a trial. You shouldn't just show up on your wedding day and do your makeup for the first time. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everybody should have a trial so that you know exactly what it's going to be like. You know exactly what that makeup artist is like so that on the day of your wedding, you are comfortable 
you feel amazing, and all you need to do is sit in the chair and let the professional do what they do best. At that point, you know that they have the right products, the timing is right, they're professional, they're going to treat you great, you've already done the trial, you know you're going to look amazing, so what happens on your wedding day is there's no stress. All you do is just sit there, get your makeup done, and have the most amazing day of your life. Eva, I love this information. I think this is so incredibly insightful for our brides. And we also want to let all of our listeners know that we're going to have Eva come on as our expert again. We're going to talk about things like preparing your skin for your wedding day, playing with colors. We're going to talk about the latest trends in makeup design to keep you up to date with what is going on in this field of professional makeup artistry. Eva, thank you so much for today. I appreciate it. I look forward to talking with you again. We are going to include some pictures of Eva's work on our website, makeyourweddingamazing.com, and also our social media, which is Wedding Amazing. So we'll have her pictures available for you to see her amazing work, and you'll also be able to contact Eva. So we're going to share pictures of Eva's amazing work on all of our social media, and also you can check that out on the website. And also, Eva, tell us what your website address is, please. Our website is www.makemeupeva.com. And you can reach Eva through there anytime, and if you want to hire her, uh, she's amazing. So you'll be able to see her work for yourself and also schedule her for a trial. She does destination weddings as well. She has an amazing team, amazing, amazing makeup artistry. So we hope that you enjoy this episode today. If you liked it, please subscribe and share it. We would appreciate that so much. Eva, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being on today's show. Thank you so much for having me. If you have any questions, let me know what kind of hurdle you need to overcome for your wedding, or if you have any questions on how to make your wedding amazing. My name is April Kelly. I'll see you next time. I know what I gotta know